Hi guys, I'm Chris. And I'm Mike. And welcome back to this week's No Limits, a Mitrap podcast. So Chris, how about you tell us where you're recording from over there? I could see you on video. <laughs> All right, so if anyone hears like weird sounds or a car engine, that's because I'm recording inside my mother-in-law's uh, Suburban. Uh, we had to make a, a trip up here at uh, PA to my in-laws, and uh, it's really loud in the house with all of Caroline's sisters and my kids. And so, yeah, I'm podcasting from inside a car. Maybe the acoustics <laughs> should sound better on this one. Maybe, maybe, maybe I found my new my new podcast hub. You get nice soft fabric. That's going to eat up, you know, some echo and reverb. Yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see what the audio turns out. But yeah, I'm podcasting inside of a car. We should make that the like mobile podcast command center. Just ride around the suburban, recording Mitch Rat Pod. You, whoever's not driving, can drink the beers, and yeah, mo- mobile. We we could even like bring some fans in the back. This thing is huge. So, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> Do a live show. Do live a live show, show in, person. in person in the suburb. Yeah. Any patrons who want to increase their giving amount can uh, hop on in the suburban. Oh, man. Things we do for the pod. Things we do for the pod, man. You want to hear something else that's uh, pretty funny? (laughs) Always. (laughs) So so last week, we picked our Consent to Kill autograph book giveaway. And the winner, as I read on air, was Lee. Lee S. Bergsley. (laughs) Well, Lee indeed was the name of the winner. However, he's from Leesburg, Virginia. So his handle is Leesburg Lee. Ah. And I proceeded to call him Lee S. Bergley, thinking S was a middle name and Bergley was a last name. So I butchered that one. When you said his name last week, um, when I re-listened to the pods whenever they come out on Monday, and you had told me that like in between our recording and the pod coming out that, wait, this guy's name is actually... Leesburg Lee, and then I listened to the pod, and I was like, "Once you said it, oh, that makes sense." But in the moment, it it just it, Lee S. Berg sounded great, you know. Lee S. Bergley, I mean, that's his spy name, maybe it's his alias. There you go. There you that's go. his Mitch Cruz. His, his Mitch Cruz. <laughs> what what a non non secret name name, you know, secret name. Yeah. Oh, well. um that's our comedy hour for the intro here. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll get to some serious business. Yes, and since let's... I brought up our giveaway, we have another February giveaway, and we're going back to this one being patrons only. So, if you'd like to get involved, help support the podcast uh, financially, give a little donation, it will go a long way, and you will also. Get your name entered into a giveaway for your choice autographed book. Either Pursuit of Honor, The Survivor, Executive Power, or Extreme Measures. Not only will you get entered into our giveaway, but you'll get some sweet Mitrap Pod stickers, wrap reading bookmark, also a 25% off coupon code to our Teespring, Teespring store for uh, Mitrap Pod t-shirts. Uh, those t-shirts are hot. I, I wore mine yesterday. It's very comfortable. So yeah, sign on up and you get all those things. All right, Chris, one other thing our patrons help out with. Can you guess what the number 93 refers to? No idea. No guesses? 
Um, the number it's not of my lucky number. The number of subscribers we got on our uh, email list. Uh, no, but oh, that's probably pretty close. But um, <laughs> I was going with Vince Flynn paperbacks that we have donated to the troops. Oh, very nice. We have sent, uh, thanks to the funding of our patrons, 93 Thriller and Mitch Rapp books to active duty troops and veterans hospitals, um, both abroad and in the U.S. And uh, we're real happy that our military families and folks can enjoy those books. And hopefully we've got some bases around the world, you know, distributing those books out right now. Each month, we are going to commit to sending out care packages. I just put two care packages of 10 wrap books each in the mail for February. And we're going to do that each month while we're running the podcast. Thanks to our patrons. That's awesome. That's really awesome. We have a little bit of a listener shout out. Last pod, we presented our rankings of the books and our superlatives. And so we heard back from, from a few of you, and I'm going to read out one here where uh, Mark Harris, you can find him on Twitter at, at Mark underscore Harris 3. He's been following and interacting with us from the very beginning. So after that episode, he posted his rankings. And so you want to hear what they are? Sure. Yeah. I think they matched up pretty close to what yeah, they, one of us said. They're pretty C- close to, to mine, Or yours. yours. Or, yeah. So he has uh, Memorial Day, Consent to Kill, Transfer of Power, Lethal Agent, and then Total Power. So that's I think that's almost my exact top five. I think his transfer of power is higher than you had, though. Oh, yeah. No, he has transfer of power a little bit higher. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. Although I had transfer of power second, so he's he's got it in third. Pretty close right. to me. Yeah. No, that's yeah. he like total power made the made the top. I know five him. Total nine. power made the made the, just like me. Yeah, yeah. You know what was so. cool about Mark? I mean, he's what you call a super fan. Been listening and following us from the beginning. Since this was also a big week for Brad Thor, Very Mark posted week. his rankings of all the Brad Thor Scott Harvath books, and oh, wow. that's got to be tough to do. That's that's really tough. That's really tough. We like our Scott Harvath here, so. You know, 2022, not too far away, feeling the season two of the podcast, but uh, it's coming that, up. That's, far. that's down the road, man. Remains to be seen. That's what I want to do. <laughs> His top three, Harvath, I know you're a big fan. State of the Union, Backlash were top two. And I was surprised he didn't have Lions of Lucerne until spot six. Wow. What do you think? Wow, I mean, I I think I agree with um, State of the Union. I, I like State of the Union and, and Backlash. Backlash was good. Was really good. Yeah. Um, I I don't think I. I mean, I obviously like we're not in that mindset yet, and I, I until I reread them and really like think about them, I, I don't know. But yeah. I remember Lions of Lucerne just being so good. Oh yeah, especially for a first book for for the first installment into the series yep. like lion's lucerne's was was dead on so yeah I don't, I don't know i'd be interesting to see what he had uh for three four and five above it you know yeah he had the whole list posted so follow mark i gotta, I gotta go check that out social media yeah well um like i said it's been a big week for brad thor you know what we just got today as of recording the cover of black ice we got the title announcement maybe a week ago 
Harv F20 is going to be Black Ice, and the cover came out today. It's pretty sweet. Did, it is. Did you take a look at that? It is. You know, obviously, if you're a listener to the pod, you know we love our covers here. We're very critical about them. This cover is so crisp and clean. Yes. I love it. Yes. I, I And I was going to, I was texting you about this earlier about, I think the Brad Thor covers are just, I don't know, at, at least whatever second iteration that, that have been around since I've started reading them or, or second or third, whatever. It's been like a pretty consistent line of like just this very crisp, clean, Yep. I don't know how to describe yeah. it besides you know those two words, uh, and I really enjoyed yeah. this cover. With it's sort of like very dark. You have the ice and, and obviously black blackness into night, um, yep. relating the theme. So I like the stars. I mean the blue, like ice blue background. You could see constellations and the stars, and I just that's pretty cool. And these rocky mountains, you know, covered in ice, like it fits. It's, it's perfect. Yes. It's beautiful. So I guess one last thing before we get into today's Mitch Rap pod episode. Chris and I are going to record a patron-only rap-on-rap podcast. As our patrons will know, we run a every-so-often special 15-minute recording on various topics. Well, today we are going to guess at the Rap 20 cover. We are going to... Talk about things we want to see in the Rap 20 cover, how we think it could compare to being as slick and, and, and nice as that Brad Thor cover. And even the last few Kyle covers have been really awesome. So Spot on. we're going to give a little prediction there on what we're hoping for Rap 20 in our Rap on Rap series. But what does that leave us for today for, on the rest of this episode? Well, before we get to the cover, we need to talk about the title. Yes. Rap 20, man. So last week on the pod, we sort of started recording, you know, this whole long intro in inside our intro bit about this track down the title to rap 20. And as we're like thinking about it, talking about it, discussing it, we were like, this whole thing is going to be, I don't know, we could talk 30, 40 minutes about just the title reveal and the plot reveal, yeah. uh, so let's save it, and we, we cut it, we trimmed down that part last week. We just referenced uh, the game as well as the four clues that were given. And so today we wanted to take the opportunity. It's now been a week, uh, roughly a week, since the last clue was given. To see, Yeah, if, you, if you're listening to this podcast, you've definitely seen the title by now, and you've, you've been to that page where they discuss the plot. So now we wanted to talk about it or just give our first reactions and also talk about the game because I thought this was a great way to engage the fans engage us and track down this title and also when we were recording uh last week we 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 were breaking down like what this actual contest was and you know (laughs) in our minds you know we didn't really understand the rules maybe it's because we didn't listen properly i don't know (laughs) Uh, most likely it's because we didn't listen properly uh (laughs) you're a teacher but you should I listen think to we directions. Were overthinking it. I'm a scientist. I, think we I just start to think to myself. Yeah, we were overanalyzing. That's that's what it was. But anyway, no, but in so, the end, in the end, major shout out to the entire team. Like, oh, that yes. was fun. Involved the fans. It had me going. Where I'll be honest, as we talk through it today, we got the clue the last, and then they added the last lethal. I was like, what the heck could that possibly be? It didn't sound too right. It didn't come off the tongue very easily. 
And I was kind of like, I don't know about this. And then boom, they dropped the fourth and final clue, had a little twist. And, you know, the final decision of the title was so different than the words in the game. They really were just keywords to put you on a hunt. And uh, eventually you uncovered it. Because I think myself and maybe I influenced you once I told you this, I thought that we were going to be tracking down the actual title. The title, yeah. And it's similar to the game that we played with our fans, I don't know, a couple months ago where we were like, you have to pick the title for Rap 20 using only the words from previous rap titles, which is, you know, very similar to the game. And, you know, we had a bunch of our fans submit some pretty cool titles. But then as it's going along, I was like, is what is the last, the you know, the... Yeah. I mean, I guess let's just get into the, the questions. Let, yeah, let's, let's go over let's them real along. quick. Yeah. All right, so what novel did Rap eat pizza and drink Coke while visiting a, his dilapidated and exploded home that he used to share with Anna? And so the first word from that book is your key word, and that was The Survivor, where he, uh, after The Last Man, comes back and visited this house. Let me ask you, Chris, did you did you remember that? Because immediately my mind went to, okay, it must be active treason or protect, like the ones that come sequentially or chronologically right there. And then my mind, I'm like, wait, no, that he no, he doesn't do that there. And so I was kind of it took me a few seconds to think about it. I was like, why was it so later that we get that scene of him returning? I'm going to have to dig into that because I kind of so, forgot it. Uh yeah, you're right. At, at first, I was like, well, it has to be something that's immediately after, you know, obviously we just did Consent to Kill. So I was like, oh, it has to be coming up. But I was thinking about it and I was thinking more intuitively about what the plots of the next couple books of. And I was like, I don't remember that. It doesn't fit. Yeah. And then, so The Survivor is uh, Kyle's first book. And yep. maybe it was like a way to, what I was thinking was, maybe it was a way to like pay homage to. Exactly. Vince's previous work and like touch back on this huge, very important event that was part of the series of, of the, the Flynn series. Um, and that, that scene now stands out to me now that I think about it. And I went back and I reread that chapter uh, yeah. after reading this uh, question or seeing this question. So yeah, the, that's the only thing I can think of is that uh, well, maybe Kyle was trying to pay, you know, some sort of homage by having rap visit something that was so uh, integral to you know the Flynn plot lines yeah no that makes sense and you know in the same way or in the same vein another continuity hearkening back to consent to kill was that the last man and survivor duo revive Louis Gould and so it would make sense then with Louis being back in the picture for a short time to go back to that scene in consent to kill Exactly. exactly so that's another connection so, yeah, and I think smart clue, smart clue. Yeah, you know, we. I think Kyle mentioned in his his interview with us that he wanted to sort of close that, yeah, that uh, storyline, and that's why he brought back that Louis. He he what what he did with Louis Gould. That's why he wanted to do so. Yep. Yeah, and in his words, he realized he can kill him off. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. So, what All was right. the second clue? Second clue. What rap book shares a title? with one written by the author of Frankenstein. And so that, of course, was Mary Shelley, and they both wrote books called The Last Man. And the second word, so last, was your clue. So at this point, we're two days in, and we have The Last is part of the 
track down title keyword. And I'm thinking, is the last the title of this book? I'm like, the last what? This can't be the last anything. And so when we got that phrase, I was freaking out, but ended up not being in rap 20. I was texting you, you know, I told you that originally when this game started, I started just taking all the titles and trying to put them through like a random word scrambler to see if I could come up with like some sort of phrase. So I couldn't get it to work. And then we got two two of the words. So then I was like, all right, now I'm down to two words. Let me try to like figure this out. And so I, I was texting you the last American option. Agent. The last American agent. Yeah. I was like, who's you know, that? <laughs> random stuff. The last American um, war. I was like, what? That yeah, it? no, that was one of the ones that, that came up. So, the last lethal American. Like, are we gonna go pussy and like gut the CIA and have no like intelligence service <laughs> or no clandestine service? I think eventually you were like, let's just wait, let's just wait. So on day right. three, we yep. got. In what book does Mitrap use a bone to pick a lock? And I was so happy that we yes. got this question because we actually, <laughs> when we were recording. The rankings. Our, our rankings episode. Or superlatives. So, yeah, superlatives. We've totally missed this we scene. I, I remembered it later on in the pod, but when we were originally talking about best kill, we totally yeah. missed this kill. And it's definitely one of the top rap kills of all time where he yeah. kills a dude using a tr- tree stick inside of a cage and then uses his bone to unlock a lock. Yeah. yeah no. I think it was his fibula or tibula or it, something. I feel like it was just God, you know, telling us, yes, this is the best, one of the best kills, you know. When we got that this, clue, I, yep. yeah. I was like, thank God, last episode, in the middle of recording, you remembered that one. Because if we talked about best kill, I think it's the best kill Kyle wrote, but definitely you're right, one of rap's best kills overall. If we forgot that one in our superlatives of best kill, I would have been so mad at myself. So, yes, good save. Yes. I like the last clue, too. Yeah, what was the last one? Tell us. Yeah, I like that because it is another book we covered on the pod. So the question was, in what book does Rap adopt his dog, Shirley? And the last word in the title, the third option, was our fourth and final clue. So I love that scene. I remember it vividly, Chris, where Rap was – he was on the outside because people weren't sure if he turned in Germany and killed the Count. And he was on the run. And he wasn't sure if Kennedy and Stansfield, his bosses, believed him that he had nothing to do with it and if they were looking out for him. And so as an insurance policy, he had to corner them. He picked up this dog, is going through the backyard of Stansfield's house, I think in McLean, Virginia, or somewhere somewhere up in northern Virginia. Virginia. Yeah, I think it's right outside Langley. And he's running through a park with his dog, Shirley, and Shirley goes onto the property and distracts the guard right, so he can right, take right, him out right. and get into Stansfield. Oh, that's when he ties the guy's pants around his ankles with exactly. the belt and exactly. makes him walk in at gunpoint. Yep. Yeah. And now we have Shirley. So third option. Right. So this all leads to the phrase, the last lethal option. And you texted me I, that. Yeah. I was you, upset. You, you're like on Twitter way more than I am. So you text me. The phrase is the last lethal option, even before I got to like see the question. And I was like, is that, is that the title? Like, Same. I was like, oh, it doesn't read right or come off the tongue very nicely. What is the last lethal option? Like, we already had the third option. And so that is the last, you know, like, that. Yeah. I, I was so confused. 
Yeah. And then you texted me like a little bit later, but wait. <laughs> but I was like, boom, right after they posted that fourth clue, underneath it, they had posted, here's a twist. Put in the four track down keywords, no spaces, one after the other, add .com, and it will take you to a website. And I was like, what, what, what? And you get to the website, it redirects you, and there's a video of Kyle. And there he is. Uh, Kyle's awesome. like, congratulations, you made it. And Kyle says, the new Rap 20 title is Enemy at the Gates. And I was like, what? It's not the last lethal option? I was losing it. It was great. It was a lot of fun. You Let's just say you loved it so much that you made your own little... <laughs> Your own little movie poster using the movie poster of Enemy at the Gates, which I, I actually really enjoy that movie. But and I you put yeah. you put Kyle and Vince on like replacing uh who's the who are the actors uh, in the movie? Jude Law Jude and, Law um, and um uh Ed Harris. Ed yeah, yeah, yeah. Ed Harris. Yeah, I replace them and since the cover is like red and they're they're Faces are almost in flame or shadow. I even tinted Vince and Kyle's faces. I did like a red hueish tint to it, a saturation. And so it kind of blended in nicely nice. with my very crude editing skills. Yeah, so you post that like immediately and we get a little like a take that down. Too soon, too soon. Let them play the game. Yeah. But dude, I watched Enemy at the Gates last night. I wanted to just... I saw it when it came out, and I probably saw it once or twice since then. I it's think always it was on like USA or FX. I, I've seen it so yeah. many times. It's, I, I like it a lot. It's pretty good. Yeah, right? it was good. It was pretty good. It's pretty good. Some of the CG didn't hold up and whatnot. You yeah, know, I didn't realize yeah. it's twenty years ago now. But a great story, great movie. I don't think the Battle of Stalingrad and Russian snipers have anything to do with this book. Could be wrong. Could be wrong. Yeah, I'd imagine I think that so. that's totally unrelated. So when is this going to be released? Though, like that's the more important question. That's pretty awesome that you didn't just get the title reveal when you finished the the game. You also got the release date, so September twelfth, twenty twenty one. That's that's right around when Total Power came out, right? It, I think it was the same day. I think it was yeah. So we're on a fall September. Back to school kick. Couple let weeks me, in, uh, you know, new school year. Off, I'm gonna this. take off work now. Let me take off work. Well, have you ever seen what Ryan posts, the real book spy? Oh yeah, he posts uh, these templates. If you haven't seen, it's pretty funny. Every time you know one of his favorite thrillers is being released, he posts a letter to your boss, a fake template, you know, that so you could take a day off and uh, cozy Read up the with the newest book. Although that's awesome. With Total Power, a bunch of people were so ready for the release day, but the pre-orders, I don't know about you, but a bunch of us on social media were posting like two days and still hasn't come yet. So we had the ARC, right? The advanced reading copy, but right. a bunch of people on their pre-orders were waiting three, four days for the delivery. Take a week oh. off. Wrap week. Yeah, just, just Second take week of September. Take the whole week. I'm a slow Second reader. Second week so of I September. Need, I, need, I need the whole week. So National Mitch Rap Week. We should have petitioned Trump to uh, declare that. <laughs> he, he maybe would. Biden. Uh, uh, maybe. Um, well, he's. I don't think Mitch Rapp would enjoy the person he put in charge of the CIA. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. A career that's a politician. 
Anyways. A little Mark Ross uh, going on there. A little, yeah, a little bit. So listen to this tagline for this book. All right. Rap hunts a high-level mole who could dismantle democracy. <laughs> I, can't, I can't speak tonight. You're listen in a car to the- after all. <laughs> and it's only, what, 30 out? 30 degrees? It's uh, 40. It's 45. Yeah, if you're if you're running the engine to stay warm, that's not good for you know fossil fuels. You're polluting the environment with that suburban. Uh, yeah, this well, this <laughs> suburban doesn't doesn't do anything for the for the environment. So, <laughs> all right, listen to this tagline though. Rap hunts a high level mole who could dismantle democracy as we know it. <laughs> I messed it up that's again. Pretty good. Yeah, that dude. Come on though, that's a great great tagline. Like that that's giving me. Everything I wanted in this book ever since Kyle, you know, in interviews and told us on the pod, he wants to turn inwards and focus on the divisions in American society. Right. And to put that in like a a mole story. I mean, I honestly haven't read too many really good mole infiltrates an intelligence or government agency that wasn't set in the Cold War. Yeah, I'm and trying to think of like, I, yeah. has this been just discussed a topic in, other, in rap books. other rap books. And I guess the closest thing is The Last Man, right? Where where Joe Rickman kind of turns. Joe Rickman turns. Alan? Wait, no, Alan Rickman's the actor. Yeah. No. Is it's it Rickman. Yeah, Alan it's Rickman. Rickman Snape, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's Rickman. I think Joe. Yeah. I guess a little bit in, oh, what's the book where, uh, the, like, see, oh, we just read it. Uh, was it the third option or... The guy who's like third in line of the CIA, oh, yeah. Brown, third John option. Brown. Yep, yep, yep. Who was but supposed like, to replace Kennedy and then was right. pissed that he wasn't picked. We're supposed to play Stansfield. Or yeah, yeah, replace yeah. Stansfield, yeah. Um, but yeah, we true. haven't really like had a true – those are like just like people who are not moles per se, but I don't know. Yeah, It, it wasn't the really... big bad. It seems exactly. this time the big bad either is the mole or the big bad is running the mole, which – I don't. I think we haven't had it as that main of a storyline, yet. Right, right. So, another new thing is the new president. We yes. haven't seen a transition of power, one in a while, right? Because Alexander has been around uh, for two mm-hmm. terms, right? Yep. Um, so eight years of an Alexander administration. Before that, it was really only Hayes in his four years of the administration. And it sounds like we're set up to have a president that we don't know if he's going to be the best thing for America. Like Alexander Rapp worked in real early. You know, we're reading Act of Treason this month. His first book. It already has Rapp and Irene, you know, getting in Alexander's good graces before he's sworn in. So I don't know. This new president sounds like he would take a lot of working and massaging if you were going to try to get him on your side. And it sounds like he that's unlikely to happen. Yeah, let, let me just read you the first part of the plot overview. So it says that Mitch Rapp has worked for a number of presidents over his career, but Anthony Cook is unlike any he's encountered. Cunning, autocratic, he feels no loyalty to America's institutions, and is distrustful of the influence Rapp and the CIA director Irene Kennedy have in Washington. So this is someone who, unlike the previous two presidents, 
right from the gate doesn't want to have like the same sort of relationship or is very distrustful uh, distrust I can't speak tonight it's very distrustful of having a relationship with the CIA and more specifically with Mitch Rapp and Irene Kennedy so they're already like doomed from the gates yeah we've seen characters like that but they were always you know director of national intelligence or uh state department right like we've seen yes. The secretaries of state wanting yes. to go against the intelligence because they want diplomacy and, you know, Rapp and Kennedy know that has its, you know, its drawbacks. Or we've seen attorney general like Stokes and we've seen the VP, right? Act of treason we're reading now. You know, the vice president elect is kind of he wants to gut the CIA. So it's been there, done that. But I don't think we've had a president this against uh, the intelligence community and the institutions and it seems wider than that too right he's autocratic he has no loyalty to america's institutions is that going to include like the branches like the congress or i mean i listen to this podcast about the supreme court the thing with the supreme court is it's such an effective body basically because there's universal acceptance of their rulings you know no one has questions questioned or tried to defy a Supreme Court ruling in a serious way, like taking an entire branch of the government and saying, we're going to ignore a ruling. You know, there's loopholes, right? There's retrying cases. There's right. the Supreme Court is really the only one over history who can overturn itself um, in the end. Well, the whole reason that body works is because people just trust it and expect it to, and it's supposed to. What happens when you have other branches of the government undermining that, you know, undermining legis the legislative pro process, undermining the judicial process? I just that can get messy. Very messy. And I don't know. I, I like how Kyle's continuing to he, he's on a, he's on a streak, man, of, per, of either predicting or totally aligning with our current politics. And he mentioned it a little bit in his interview that. It's a little bit of a risk, you know, going down where he's going. But I think it's it's prime to give us some riveting and really enjoyable reading, you know, because America's crazy right now. Um, yeah. And to adapt it to the Mitrap world, um, I, I think it would be great. I, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I, I think it's going to be great. I think I was surprised. I, maybe not Lethal Agent because it was done really well. Having Saeed Halabi back and, you know, the big bad and ISIS is behind everything. And then Total Power, I was surprised that ISIS came back again. Like the big bad was Power Station, who was only out for himself, really. Uh, he was, you know, an egomaniac. Right. But he got in bed with ISIS to do his dirty work. And I was kind of like, isn't that a plot that both in the real world is kind of we're moving on from that being the biggest threat to America? Where yes. are we going to go with this? And again, you're right. Kyle kind of adapted with the times and had the pulse of America and seems to have captured it in this story. I mean, three paragraphs here and I'm on the edge of my seat already. You know what? Six months out, seven months out. Um, right. He even mentioned that if you look at who's the next big, uh, you know, he, he dealt with Russia. He's, he's dealt with ISIS in the past. Obviously, it was Al-Qaeda or the Taliban. Who's the next big villain? We asked him about China. He said, you know, 
besides some sort of cyber thing, you know, China really isn't that interesting for, you know, at least a thriller writer. Um, but he said the next big thing is internal strife. Is ourselves. Is ourselves. Our, our best, our, you know, what is it? Our worst enemy is, is ourself, right? So yeah. Uh, now no, get to I, the, the title enemy at the gates. Like it's us. We're the we enemy are at to the gates ourselves. And exactly. we are the enemy. We are the enemy. We're on both sides of the gate, right? We choose where the gate is. We choose who to open it for, whom to open it for, and you know who's on the other side. And now, if you're also the enemy, enemy at the gates is a, a whole nother level of scary than someone else just coming to your gate and invading. Well, the gatekeepers are the ones who might. I mean, think of. I, I hate to go back to it, but January sixth, right? Who are the gatekeepers guarding our democracy in the Capitol building? The same ones evidence points to may have been involved in letting it happen, you know, or, you know, just when we're our own worst enemy, the divisions are so much stronger and worse than they need to be. Right. Do you think this Anthony Cook character is going to turn out to be the villain or so we have a new president and and we have a mole and we have a mole. So. What's the connection? Sorry, let's get to the next paragraph, right? Yeah. All right. So let's when finish Ken- the plot description, the next, yeah. the last two paragraphs of it. All right. So when Kennedy discovers evidence of a mole scouring the agency's database for sensitive information on Nicholas Ward, new guy, the world's first trillionaire. When I read this, I immediately thought of either like Jeff Bezos or uh, Elon Musk. I'm like, yep. all right, is he going to, who of these two is he going to try to emulate? Yep. So, they're scouring information on Nicholas Ward. She convinces Rap to take a job protecting him. Now, this is very interesting because this harkens back to Lethal Agent, where mm-hmm. he took a job being a security guard or yeah, personal uh, protection for personal some protection. celebrity. Yeah, that's interesting that Kyle is, is continuing with that. And so in doing so, he finds himself walking an impossible tightrope. Keep the man alive but also use him as bait to uncover a traitor who has seamlessly who has seemingly unlimited access to government secrets. You know, so w- w- since you brought that up, in Lethal Agent, Mitch took the job through Scott's company. Yes. Scott hired him. So Scott is already in the business of personal protection. Yes. You know, big contracts there. And Kyle told us last month Scott plays a bigger role. He and Mitch work together real closely on this. So somehow this Nicholas Ward guy, this trillionaire, somebody searching him up in the CIA databases, Mitch and Scott, I think, are going to team up to have to play the George Smiley role. I just reread Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. You know, the the best possible story about a mole, you know, embedded at high levels of of an agency in MI6, the circus. Um, So I'm like that book is standing out to me because I love it. And I'm like, wow, can we get a Mitch Rapp version of that? That also involves Scott Coleman, you know, helping him protect this guy Ward while also trying to lure the traitor to uncover themselves because Rapp is closest to Ward. So anything this mole is doing to search for Ward would cross Rapp's path. And then right. I can't help but think Marcus Demond. If we're talking a mole, Marcus yeah, has got to be he's pulling. He's got to his... play a big role. He's exactly. Got to play a big role. Yeah. So let's. I'll just read the the last paragraph of the description. 
As the attacks on Ward become increasingly dire, Rapp and Kennedy are dragged into a world where the lines between governments, multinational corporations, and the hyper-wealthy fade, an environment in which liberty, nationality, and loyalty are meaningless. Only the pursuit of power remains. Do you sense some, like, military-industrial complex going on there? Something about big business and this trillionaire ward subverting or undermining the authority of governments or or corrupting it because they're too much in bed together or yeah that was the that was the first thing that came to my mind when i read those sentences you know this idea of where liberty nationality and loyalty are meaningless only the pursuit of power and like all the government corporations and the wealthy come together I first thought of defense, but I guess it could be like any sort of like fundraising or, you know, like, I, I don't know. It could be big data. It could be big data. Yeah. It could be these like, what is it? These five companies that have more data than any government or, or international agency like on every citizen. And it's like the NSA struggles to do that and get approval to do it. But these guys... Facebook can it. listen in anytime they want, you know, or Google's oh, got anything it, it, they want. It could be, us. it could be like, yeah, because right now there's this whole heated debate about, against, you know, the big five or the big, whatever, big three, whatever. Yep. Of Google, Facebook, Amazon. You Twitter. remember that shooting? I think it was the Chattanooga one where the FBI had the iPhone and it was like the FBI. Oh, and was Apple pouring, wouldn't. Yeah, they were pouring tons of resources in to try to unlock the phone to see this guy's And contacts. Apple could have immediate, immediately unlocked it. And Apple could have done it. But they were saying like, oh, no, we don't have the ability to go in to unlock people's phones and see oh, their Oh, but data. they could have. But they could have. But then right when they were feeling the heat from the FBI, it was like, oh, actually, we do have this back door where we could do that. <laughs> like, is something shady going on with big corporations like this guy, Nicholas Ward, is involved in? I and then how know. does that relate to the mole? Yeah. And how does and then... that relate to this president, Anthony Cook, who sounds like a dick? To be honest, to be frank, yeah. Right off the bat, I know I'm not gonna like this president. I just, I just feel it. Yeah. Which is interesting. So that means we had, we didn't like the one president, um, Stevens, term limits no. guy. No, 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 no. The, she died. She, she was running for president. Oh, oh, the candidate. Um, yes. The lethal agent candidate. We just talked about her. Burnett. <sighs> yeah, but Barrett? Christine Barnett. Barnett. Christine there Barnett. Go. There we go. Great character, by the way, but yeah, would yes. not have liked her as president. Right? Yeah, no, I liked uh, the character was was nice, um, but would not have liked her as a president. So, do you think she's from that the same party, the opposing party? Kyle um, doesn't like to like do parties. He likes to like sort of toe the line between. Well, total power. I, I think he might have told us or hinted at what party it was, but total power. He did say. There was bipartisanship against this guy. He was an unknown quantity that neither mainstream, you know, body politic liked. So he is an outsider, regardless he's an outsider. of party. He he's an he's an unwanted, you know, uh, you know, unknown and undesirable quantity. Either way, whether he's the left, right, whatever, he seems more of just like an outside the spectrum. Just doesn't. He's. He's like maybe like a multimedia, yeah. you know, real estate guy from New York. Oh yeah, what do you think his background is? <laughs> do you think he's because supposed Nicholas to be like Ward, a Donald Trump? 
Well, well, no, because Nicholas Ward is the businessman. He's the the world's True. first trillionaire. So I think he's going to play that role of like business and politics and buying your way to power. So Anthony Cook must be something different, a different persona. Yeah, it'll be in, you know, both Kyle and Vince have done a good job in their stories of giving us background on exactly. most of their characters. So I'll be interested to learn Anthony Cook's background and Nicholas Ward's background. Not being liked, he's definitely not a celebrity. So he's also not a Trumpian in the fact that right. he's not bringing celebrity status to the White House. People don't like him or know him. If, if bipartisan doesn't yeah. like him, then yeah, that's interesting. And Well, here's another layer is Kyle, he was proud of himself that after Lethal Agent, he got equal amounts of hate mail from both he sides. Did. You know, he did. Christine Barnett is too much like Hillary. Christine Barnett is too much like Trump. You know, you're you're saying she's bad because she's like Trump. No, you're saying she's bad because she's like Hillary. I wonder if here he would he would self-reflect and say, I think this Anthony Cook character also is not too similar to our current, you know, situation. political situation, but or similar like enough to draw parallels. Yeah, exactly. But not one to ones where you vil- you know vilify yeah. one side or the other. He he mentioned that that's what he was trying to do. He was he was Exactly. intentionally not trying to showcase one side but try to yeah. have aspects of both so that we literally you didn't know cuz he doesn't say what party she is. You didn't know. I mean, if you go back historically you figure it out. Well, well that's what's interesting. I don't think Kyle likes to do parties whereas Vince did and Vince had Alexander be a democrat. Um, so that's, you know, that's just what it, what it was. Yeah. But I, I think now as Kyle has, you know, cause Kyle had mentioned he's done some things differently. He said he doesn't like to, he doesn't age or mm-hmm. move time forward as fast as Vince does. So he does some different things, but yeah, mm-hmm. the, I thought that was a great idea to have this character where you didn't, you know, I mentioned this before in the pod where you, you know, you don't, you both sides could get angry at it, you know, be, yep, because exactly. I, to my mind, that's a perfect character. That's the perfect. I think character. he did it again here. I think, yeah, Let's this see. Anthony well, Cook. I'm, I'm excited to see this Anthony Cook guy. I am too. I am too. Yeah. I'm, this is, this is a great description in three paragraphs. Hats off to Kyle. You said you wanted to focus on the internal divisions of America. And this description that we got last week is absolutely hitting that nail on the head. So I'm ready. I'm excited for it. Yeah, me too. Well, if you want to tweet at us or reach out on social media, your thoughts on the book, your thoughts on this description, we'd love to hear about it. And um, tell us what you're most looking forward to at enemy at the gates wrap 20 coming September, 2021. That was fun. Yes. 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 I think we're probably going to have to do another one of these, no? Like um we have the I would imagine the cover coming up uh coming out in the next couple of weeks. Usually that's around late February, March we get those. And then closer to publication date, uh, we'll probably hear about the Mitrap Ambassador program being resurrected and revived. So I think we're going to have to probably reserve a bonus pod like this for continual updates like we did Road to Total Power. Uh, last year, maybe we do. This is our we'll extended good one. Yeah, extended road, the long road to uh, Rap Twenty. 
the path to enemy at the, the gates. There you go. It's it's crazy that uh, both Rap and uh, Harvath are twenty this year. I know Black Ice is Harvath twenty, and Enemy at the Gates is Rap twenty. So it was a little unfair. I posted a poll. You know what? I did it. It was a little edgy, but I said, "What are you lo- most looking forward to in Thriller twenty twenty one?" And I put it between Harvath twenty or Rap twenty. And uh, of course, you know our fans are a little biased. We are the Mitch Rap podcast, so I think we had like eighty two percent vote for rap 20 uh and an 18 percent vote for harvard but equally excited for both i think that's because we have a biased fan base a little on the pro I, I rap think side so. i think so yeah i said no, I, I did put hashtag no hard feelings but just so you know we we love you brad thor fans too so look out for our season two indeed indeed we we are toying with uh getting the brad thor train going uh when we're done with this one so we'll preview there all right, so next week with the pod, we're finally going to give you getting to Act of Treason, I promise you, part one. Um, yes. We keep pushing it back because you know, we want to talk about this news in the moment. But The path to enemy at the gates. <laughs> yes, but we're going to be talking to you about Act of Treason part one next week for sure. As always, we need to thank our patrons, our special operator, Sherry F., our special agent, George Matt, Dawn, Dennis, Peggy, Catherine, Ray, Bridget, and Jeff. Can't say this enough, but please subscribe, rate, and review us. Anywhere where a podcast platform allows rate and reviewing, uh, particularly Apple, five stars, five stars. You can find us online at MitchRapPod.com or using our Twitter or Instagram handle at MitchRapPod. And as always, just let Mitch be Mitch. Just a disclaimer, this podcast is not affiliated with Vince Flynn, Kyle Mills, or Simon & Schuster, but thank you to them for bringing us the wonderful world of rap. And the music soundtrack is Guerrilla Tactics by Raphael Crooks.